Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon Kelly. Brandon mm. Kelly, full name this time. I don't know why. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for doxing me in the opening of the pod, Josh. Brandon Kelly. Yeah, I'll, I'll put your. I, 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 what I'll do is I'll just drop various bits of information subtly into the podcast. Your social security number, um, your address. I have a, yeah. I think somebody was asking me. I, I was like, "Hey, connect with me on uh, the PlayStation Network. We can play FIFA together." And they're like, "How oh, cool! What's your PlayStation screen name?" And I was like, "This is my Gmail address." And the person was like. I'm not sure that's a good idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should change that. Josh, these these podcasts are wild. Uh, the like inflagrante, what is it like coitus interruptus yeah, sort of del- uh, inflagrante delictica yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're midway through game week 28. It feels like I've lived a full FPL delictica. season already mm-hmm. in 28, but. I was just counting. I have ten more players to go. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh you, sorry. You, it's in in media res is actually what you're looking for, Brandon. I I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, Inflagrante Delectigo is being caught in the act of wrongdoing, uh, uh, especially I, in an act of sexual misconduct. <laughs> so I don't think yeah, <laughs> exactly then I, what's uh, happening here. <laughs> well, you never know uh, how I'm treating my FPL squad uh, week to week. Um, so yeah, what what are we going to talk about this week if yeah. not just where we are in game week 28 on the one hand we could wait until thursday night right and and when, when game week 28 concludes and and jump right into it from there but we really can't because game week 29 is another massive double i mean we're just we're in the midst of this really intense run basically kind of started in game week 26 right yeah and then you had um so it's been you know big double game week 26 a blankish double you know in 27 a number of teams didn't play Lots of doubles in 28, lots of doubles in 29, and then 30 is another blank. And 31 things kind of reset, but only for a couple of weeks, because then in game makes 33, you're going to have a double. In game makes 36, you're going to have a double. And it's yeah. basically all of that COVID, all of those COVID postponements <laughs> are just getting jammed into any spare week that you can. I mean, Lester mm-hmm. alone have, I think, three fixtures that they still have to make up. Like, I don't know when they're going to do You know, it's like all of these matches have to just get squeezed in wherever they can do it. And so it just, you know, leads to... Um, uh, it's just, you know, in some ways, it's almost. Why don't they just just have like a, a yeah. double header like they do in baseball? You know, just just yeah. like straight up play two matches back to back. Like Lester yeah. finishes one ninety minutes, whistle blows, take a fifteen minute break, bam, into yeah. the next one. I think it's tough for the kind of manager that wants to have um, a little bit of like like a little bit of long-term planning. Like if, if you're just in flow, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like making one transfer a week or taking a couple of hits or whatever, and yep. you're just kind of enjoying all of these matches being on all the time, it's probably, it's, I think it's pretty fun. I think for me, I have to kind of get like, you can only plan these things in, in little blocks, I think, right? Little blocks of three or four weeks. I mean, you have to think about your chips when you're going to use them. But, you know, there's a moment on Friday where there's sort of this wave of people suddenly being like, wait, maybe we shouldn't bench boost at all. Maybe we should wait until game week 36. You know, that, that'll be that'll be the really good one. We should wait. And I was like, I can't even do that because I cannot start using my brain to think about yeah. what I'm going to do eight weeks from now, like I was planning to use this. I want to use this as you and I were talking before we started this pod. I don't want these wolf players any longer. I want them no. out. Okay. If I brought in Kilman, it's, it's gotta be done. We'll talk more about them later. So, um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, that's, that's why we're, we're talking 29 and you know, we should catch up on 28 here in a second too. I know that, um, you and I both kind of, kind of a different ends of the spectrum. I've actually had a pretty, pretty good game week so far. And, you just sort of, I feels like every week now you've been sort of going up and down the last mm-hmm. several weeks. And unfortunately it's been hard for you to string together like three 
you know, big green arrows in a row. Right. So I get the green arrow, get a better rank subsequent week, red arrow. And now I'm just like circling around the same OR constantly. And it's really yep. annoying. It's really yep. annoying. Yeah. Where yep. I am, I'm I'm currently on 50 points with a minus four transfer hit. And I decided to play my bench boost. What ultimately uh, had me do that was Mendy and Chelsea getting the double game week. So uh, I'm taking yep. advantage of this moment where I have two keepers who double, Ben Foster yep. and Mendy. Uh, and this decision has gone uh, poorly. So with 10 players left to go, on 46 net, I could still have a decent enough game week, like a small green arrow, perhaps, yeah. if not a little bit better. But the decisions that I really needed to go right for me in this game week to justify just the decisions. I feel like when you're analyzing how your game week went, usually the first thing you look at are what was the impact of the transfer and captaincy decisions that I made? Yeah. Less like what the stalwarts of your team are up to. What's Trent up to? Of course, Trent's got his like fresh stamped FPL guaranteed 12 pointer every week. Thank you very much for your service. He was benched by a number of managers this week though. Managers didn't bench boost started the the Kilmans of the world over over right. uh, Trent. So this was my fear going into the game week is I was looking at benching, benching Cancelo and, you know, Cancelo has punished a lot of managers. Uh, I was looking at benching Ben White as well against mm-hmm. Watford. And I know Arsenal was widely owned across uh, those who were bench boosting. So I thought that was decent coverage. So now I'm looking at my bench and it's like it's like the worst case scenario where I have uh, one, two, uh, I have five points on my bench with just Ben Foster left to go. So that was a failure, though. I did bring in Coutinho for Josh Brownhill. I brought in Broja for Veghorst. Burnley is all out. Coutinho, the Coutinho move did work out and he's got leads away next. So there could be even more points to come. Yeah. I, I think the likely, biggest, I would say, <laughs> right. This is the last thing I'll say about my team, uh, was I captained Mo Salah. I, I went with my gut on this one and I felt like keep it simple, stupid. Uh, and I wasn't a believer in the big double captaincy options with Rafinha Coutinho, um, or a Chelsea defender. Mm-hmm. So I thought, let's just go with Salah. We talked a little bit on Thursday night to our Patreon members about how, um, you know, amongst all those captain favorites, one return felt like probably what we could expect from everybody, including yeah. Salah. And yeah. that's still kind of holding true, except for Coutinho. Yeah. Uh, James, I guess. James, James. is, yeah, James, James, James is James, the star. James. So yeah. so that, that we can transition to your, your game week, Josh, because yeah. you went for James. I did. I went for James on the transfer, not on the captaincy, which I... I guess I just got too caught up in whether he was going to start twice. And I just thought, well, if he's only going to start one match, um, then give me two, two shots at it with, with Rafinha. And I mean, Rafinha, like it's actually like, like a miracle that he blanked in, in this game week. I mean, he had just an incredible number of, basically like a tap in and just like, it was just like, it's like, it was just like really where, where leads are right now that they played much better t- today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but unfortunately, you know, what happened was um, Rogers ended up having the right strategy, which is basically soak up all the pressure 
you know, just like because they can't shoot. Right. I mean, <laughs> no one in that team can shoot uh, without Banford there. And so they're just missing, missing, missing. Rodrigo just hasn't fallen in love with outside the box. He's a forward who's fallen in love with outside the box shots, you know, yeah. and uh, just fly, you know, so and Harrison hasn't been good all season, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, Daniel James got his customary one massive chance early on and then disappeared the rest of the yeah. game. He's in his, his he's in his Anthony Knockhart phase right yeah. now. Yeah. He is in his, yeah, just like, yeah, it's, it's just like, you just can't quite, you know, he's, he's trying hard, you yeah. know, but it just can't, it's not coming together. And so like, like Mr. Anthony Tryhard. And so it's just, you know, so, um, and I thought Rafinha worked his way into the game and was pretty effective and had a had a big chance late and didn't work out, but but that's okay. So I went Rafinha. I, you know they played Villa at home um, uh, at the end of the week, and so I'm hoping for something there. I I so I brought in James though, and I still got the 18 points, which which is massive. And um, yeah, I mean you know just better than you could have. I thought maybe I mean I thought a clean sheet was likely, but I thought I guess like when I was just thinking about it, I was like, well, okay, he's gonna get six. And then that, that's most likely it, right? He hasn't played in ages. You know, it's hard to say how the, how this match is going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just conceded, you know, two goals to whoever they played in the FA Cup. I can't remember anymore, right? It was like, it, was, it wasn't like... Luton Town. We were seeing peak mm-hmm. Chelsea... Luton Town, right? So we, it was like we were seeing peak Chelsea defense. But I still, I mean, there's no promise there for me to justify bringing him in, but I just felt like the captaincy was a, was a step too far. But, you know, so I, I have him, I have Coutinho... Um, and you know, and then I bench boost. I mean, there's really, it's really those two that did everything. I mean, much like everybody else, I have, um, eight Nori and Kilman did nothing. Um, I have Jimenez who, I mean, it's like uh, wolves are trying to lose. I think, I don't really know what's, what's, ha- what's happening there. It's like a, it's like the movie major league or something. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know what's going on there. Uh, you have Broa who didn't do that. It's just a, that's a crazy results like i never would have yeah. thought southampton would lose four nil as soon as i put out into the universe uh hassan i'm sorry for uh you know <laughs> to, for for saying you're not a great manager earlier in the season wow look at the form southampton is in yeah. all credit to you yeah. and then they just put in an absolute you know yeah piece of crap performance yeah. So I, I'm, I, I mean, yes, that's, I mean, it was just a weird, I actually tuned into it for a while. I was watching the goal rush. They should really call it like goal stroll or goal. Cr- <laughs> like they barely ever show another match on that nope. goal rush. Like nope. should be like a, a corner kick or something. Just like, yeah. you know, mix it up a little bit. They need more cutaways for sure. Cause yeah. there are, there are many times during the featured match where as in all football matches, it's, it's dragging yeah. a little bit. Somebody's got it. Yeah. Somebody's milking an injury for yeah. three minutes or whatever. And so, um, yeah, there just wasn't a lot happening, um, there. I mean, honestly, like it feels like Villa could have scored like six goals in that match. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, you know, on the bench boost, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I have Trent on my bench boost and I, I just can't imagine I wouldn't have ultimately started him over eight Nori. I don't, I think I would have t- taken one Trent over, yes. over two from, from eight Nori. So, the way I see it, I'm on 11 points in my bench boost right now. Two from Ramsdale, eight from Lacazette, one from Tierney. Lacazette really saves the bench boost for me with that eight points, right? Because mm-hmm. if he's, you know, just, just two assists, but if you think of that as a goal and two bonus, you know, right? I mean, eight points is a, is a, is a good return. So, I'll take it. Yep, exactly. So it's 11. <laughs> and then if eight Nori starts and does anything, I feel like those are the points that I'm considering my bench yeah. boost points, right? So it's 11 plus anything I get from him mm-hmm. um, on Thursday. I, I, he has to start, right? I mean, they cannot line up with that same team again can they it's like diabolical. garbage it's yeah. absolute garbage from it's like uh hassan hoodle and and lodge are like trading places throughout the course of the season one guy's up yeah. and the other guy's down 
Um, yeah. So Lodge has got to be up. And I kept it, looking. We, I kept looking at the Wolves' uh, Twitter page to like see when when they were going to bring him and Azan. It was like forty fifth minute, fifty fifth, sixty fifth. I think he came out of like the seventy first minute. I was like, you guys were losing from like the fifth minute of this game. Like, why? Like, how did it take so long to bring to bring your best player? I, I mean, your yeah, best forward, I, I should say. I, I mean, I, maybe. He's not the best player. He's top three or four, though. Certainly. Well, yeah, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think as soon as Lodge started messing with the uh, the formation, I mean, maybe they yeah. were they were drawing certain matches, but at least they they were tighter, playing to their strengths of being a defensive side. Yeah. And now that he's really messed with that lineup, it's it's all falling apart. Yep. Yep. Over over tinkering. So. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm on 68 points. Uh, I'm up to 20K. Uh, so I'm feeling very good about that. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, I've got 10 players left to play, uh, much like you do. It's kind of a fun week with the with the captaincy spread around. And I, there were, you know, we're just because of every, uh, this mix of wild cards and, bench, you know, all these kind of different things in play right now. It's kind of fun because you don't have these like massive ownerships, right? Like tomorrow, Sun is at like 45% ownership. High, certainly, yeah. but not... Like, but if he does, if a sun goes off tomorrow, that is going to be great for anybody who has him, right? Like you will feel that in your overall rank and, you know, yeah. Kane's the same way. I think he's around 30% or something like that. Right. So if you have Kane in your squad, that's, that's a big match uh, tomorrow. And then um, kind of the rest of the week too. I mean, you know, we have all these matches on Thursday and um, they're just, we, we could see a lot of swings over those matches, right? Like we're interesting to see if James starts again, uh, if there's any rotation uh, with Chelsea uh, wolves. I mean, we'll see if they, right the ship a little bit and then Leeds Villa, I think could just be a really fun match and, yeah. and that could be really open and um, lots of goals on both sides. So, so that's where we are. That's the state of play as of Sunday evening uh, on today's pod. It's an FPL mailbag, Brandon. Okay. okay. So and bring together all these disparate threads into a, into a mailbag, an overstuffed mm. mailbag. Mm. Uh, Hello, with, Mr. Postman. Yeah. We'll focus on game week 29. We'll focus on chip strategy and we'll talk a little Liverpool as well, Brandon, because I think they're, some interesting questions there. I'm sort of, I still have a triple captain to play and I'm debating whether I want to play it in 29. So we can talk about that a little bit in a second too. So I think that's enough preamble. Uh, I think we can get right into the mailbag. I do quickly want to first uh, say thank you to all of our uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, You know, we do two pods a week and they are, um, they, they keep us going, you know, Mm -hmm. as as cliche as that sounds, it's, it is a hundred percent true. It really is. And, if you want to support the podcast, we have a lot of new supporters just this week, which is awesome. Uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Um, and uh, you get a bonus podcast each week and chat with us on the Slack. You get the week in review newsletter, there's t-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, Brennan, I want to say congrats to our February manager of the month. Um, who is that manager? Yes, Josh. February Dean's List manager is Jury Leisure from Finland. So congrats to Jury. He's got an always cheating t-shirt on the way. And we'll right. say thanks now to our New patrons this week, Matt Lubin, Tom Capello, Risto Ranta, Dan Barnes, and Reese B. Uh, It's a big week for Reese's, whether you're Reese James or Reese B becoming a patron (laughs) of Always Cheating. All right, Brian, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Game Week 29 and lots more. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brad, we're back. Mailbag is opening up, but Brandon, as we uncinch, okay, I've, I've you know, I'm looking at you right now. You've got yeah. a big overstuffed postal mailbag there. It's, yeah. it's, I, one thing I love about our list is bursting. Yeah, it's, it is, it's bursting. It's popping out of the top, like one of like Santa's, you yeah. know, bag. And, you know, I, one thing I love about our listeners, Brandon, is they, they all use paper mail still. It's great. Like, so these are yeah. letters that were sent to us, you know, several weeks ago in some cases. So there's going to be a lot of questions about game week 19, yeah. a lot of questions about how to manage the, uh, the best of fixtures, you know? And so <laughs> I'm <laughs> <yeah>. imagining a, <laughs> uh, a propeller, a propeller biplane with smoke coming out the end and just like letters flying out the window as it crosses the Atlantic. So, you know, we may have lost a few of your letters on route, but we still have a ton of them to get through. Um, so I want to just do a, a quick update on the state of play as we get into the questions. And again, you, you, you know, here's a pair of scissors, Brandon, as you want to, you want to oh, open thanks. up. Yep, those, yeah. Yeah. I'll get, I'll yep. get that started while you set the table yep. here. Uh, so game week 29 is a big double. Uh, we, we, I mean, we alluded to it at the top, but just as a reminder for anybody or people who aren't, um, paying, you know, uh, the amount of attention that, that we are to it. Uh, it's double game week arsenal, Brighton, Everton, Liverpool, Newcastle, and Spurs all play twice in game week 29. However, what makes things tricky is there are only a handful of teams that play in 29 and in 30, uh, in game week 30, um, arsenal, Aston Villa and Arsenal, Wolves Leeds, Leicester Brentford, and Spurs West Ham um, also also go ahead. So you have of those teams, uh, maybe just to make things a little bit simpler, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Leicester play in twenty nine and thirty. West Ham play in twenty nine and thirty. Spurs, Arsenal, Leeds, Aston Villa, Wolves, and Brentford. So now and now suddenly <laughs> our boy Ivan Tony is Stop maybe this. back it, in the conversation. The hat trick deserves no. a shout out on the please pod, stop. okay? No, please stop. I can't. Trick. I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Penalty himself. Even Mbomo scored. I know it was chalked off for offside, I believe, but still, still, the fact that Mbomo got something out of the that. The fact that Mbomo was... makes the highlights package is mm-hmm. just means, um, Norwich, please pack your knives and go. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's yeah, there may be the team we'll talk about less here, but certainly, um, you know, a, a lot of major, major teams have doubles in 29 and Liverpool, unfortunately, are the one that are maybe the most important, but they don't play in 30. So you have to be really careful here. And the Chelsea don't play in 30 either. And so I, I think right now in my squad, I have 
four players who don't play in 30. I've got my, I've got Broya and I've got Reese James and I've got my two Liverpool players. Those are the four that, that don't play. So it's, it's not a terrible spot to be in. I've got, uh, let's count them up here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players who don't play. So for those of you who can do math, that means I have seven <laughs> players who do. Yeah. And now one of those players who does is Jared Bowen with a yep. mysterious Achilles injury. Yep. That one stings. Yeah. And you also have um, Jimenez who may not be. So the, the Bowen news is, is good. Like he might actually be able to play like as soon as this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that is that is encouraging, I suppose. But um, at this point, like you have to be like seriously considering just moving him to Saka, right? Like that would be yeah. The yeah. The the frustrating thing there is, uh, as as I just illuminated by counting up my players, I need everybody I can get for game week thirty. Unless everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to, I want I want to rock this body, um, mm-hmm. and I can't do that. Uh, I can't do that with just seven players. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I can't really get rid of, of any other of my midfielders because Coutinho plays in 30 is in form. I'm not dropping Salah, though I guess I could and buy him back. Yeah. Rafinha and Son both play. Uh, so it's between Bowen and Salah. Um, like because, because I do think an Arsenal mid is where I'm leaning. I thought Odegaard looked excellent today, too. Saka yep. is probably the best route to. Yeah. Uh, to fantasy points it looked uh, so good today i thought i mean i, I agree they yeah. both look good but i thought he looked yeah exactly. yeah yeah but my issue with playing my wild card in 29 or even in 30 is i just cannot stand the sight of some of these these guys <laughs> that i'm gonna need to carry through game week 30 i don't yeah. want to wild card wolves players i just don't i do not want to do it and and city just look so good i just have these fantasies of playing a wild card and my team could be full of players from, I don't know. It seems revolutionary at this point. I'd have, I'd have players from Liverpool city and Chelsea. I feel yeah. like it's been so long since I've had a fantasy team that looked like that. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess, I don't know. I'm not going to, I tried to talk you into wild card last week, you know, well, give me, to, give me to, one to, last pitch. No, I mean, I just, I think it's a little bit, it is a little simpler now that we have the FA Cup, right? And the fact that Spurs play make things simpler because you could, you could in theory bring in three Spurs, three Arsenal, right? On a wild card. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's six players who play in both those weeks. You could, you could, you know, you could keep Rafinha and you could have, have Coutinho. That's, that's eight right there. Um, you know, you don't really need to have any Wolves players necessarily, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you could, bring in, I mean, one of these Brentford players, if you're, if you're willing to live that way, but you can also bring in a Leicester player, right? You could just, you know, I mean, they played Brentford at home and gave them 30. So you could, you could yeah. grab a, you know, um, take a chance on Jamie Vardy, right. And just, and just, you know, be a little, a little different there, or you could have two, um, two Villa players, right. I think that there's, mm-hmm. the, I think now, um, Watkins is suddenly back on the table. He scored two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there are some options, but I think, um, I think the one player, if you don't wildcard that you'd have to consider would be, um, would be, um, <laughs> yeah, give me a hint. Uh, Kinsello. I don't know. Sorry. But it was just, <laughs> I, was, I, I was looking at too many things right in the screen. Uh, yeah, I think Kinsella would be the one, um, who would free up some money and free up, um, you know, I don't know. So like some, like maybe, I don't know. I mean like Dennis, 
I guess he's got to go to right. So yeah. it was Cancelo. You, I guess you could bring in. Um, I don't know the, the 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 players who double and the the forwards that double in game week twenty nine. I feel like you're not like outside of Kane. Like, could you? No. I guess you could do like a minus eight. The thing is, if you're gonna consider like a minus eight or a minus twelve, you might as well just wild card, right? Yeah, it, it it just comes down to the. Um, I feel like the worst weeks I ever have in fantasy is when I am targeting a partic- one particular game week. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, that that that's what I'm resistant to. It makes practical sense. I can see that the wild card right now. Yeah. Um, I think mentally I'm just distancing myself from this season. I look at my team, <laughs> Josh, I look at my team and it's yeah. like a, um, it's like a kid uh, who I, my child yeah. who I have paid for a full college tuition. I look at my team and I say, I've given you all the tools and you are, and then, but now you're living in, in my basement. And you have no job. Isn't this an argument then for just going ahead and playing the wild card to see if it juices things up for you a little bit? I mean, you're dragging this this sorry team, you know, across the line here with players you don't even like. You know, you might have an injured mm-hmm. Bowen. You have a non-playing role, Jimenez. Like, I mm-hmm. think you're fortunate to have this wild card. What do you, you know, I would just, I mean, you could bring in three <laughs> Spurs, right? You could bring in, you could bring in Kulisevsky uh-huh. and, and you could bring in three Liverpool players. You only have two right now, right? Okay. So, so now can, I play the yeah. wild card and I give my son, I'm basically buying my son a car uh, yeah. so he can go, go interview for jobs. That's the position <laughs> I'm in right now. I'm just saying there's an argument for it. I think that, <laughs> uh, it, I think it might juice things up for you a little bit. And it's like, you're dragging this, this. And again, I don't mean to be so harsh for your, about your team here, Brandon, but it feels like you're dragging this carcass across the line, mm-hmm. you know, for two more weeks. And you're going to miss out on a, the, the possibility of maximizing 29 and maximizing 30. I think there's, it's very easy to build a team that helps both those that, that would help you in both of those game weeks. Yeah. Like that, I, I would that, love to not have him as I'm going to have to move him on, on a minus four now. Like, I don't know what to, he doesn't start again at midweek. Like, yeah. What are we supposed to do? Like, I'm not going to keep him just because he plays. Like, if he's going to get one point, then it's like, what's the point anyway, right? Yeah. All right. Well, it, it, it's a fair argument uh, to be continued. Uh, okay. I, right. I have, I've got a, a bunch of letters open here, though, if we want to kick <laughs> okay. things off. Yeah, let's kick things off. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this this first batch of letters I have here, Josh, uh, pertain to our chip questions. Mm-hmm. Everyone's bench boosting right now. Triple captaincy is on the table for 29. This missive comes from Sam Danby asking, overall, what chip strategy should we have over the next few weeks? FPL Mm -hmm. uncorked uh, on graph paper. Oddly, he's written this one. Um, (laughs) Which clubs are worthy of a bench boost 29 despite their single fixtures? Uh, And and then there is the question of of the triple captain on Salah. Um, Josh, where are you right now with yeah. your trip stat, trip, tri, your trip? Where are you right strategy. now with your chip strategy? Yeah. I mean, I'm down to one. I've got one chip left. So it's, uh, and it's, it's the triple captaincy, right? So I wild card in 26. I couldn't play it on solid then was not feeling great about that at the moment, but given how things have ended up, I mean, I feel pretty good, right? I mean, it's like me three, you know, I think I had a slight red arrow in 26, but I, I'm almost certainly going to have a green in this one. And, and I did in 27 as well. So I think the, the, it became very maligned, the wild card in 26, don't triple captain Salah, mm-hmm. um, you know, free hit in 27 bench was in 28, but I feel like it's working out reasonably well for a lot of managers who, who did it. And I mean, the, the, you know, the whole thing was, it was a gamble, 
that Salah wouldn't score like 29 points in game week 26. That if he had just had a very good two matches, right? Mm-hmm. If he had just had like 20 points or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, it would have, it wouldn't have, you know, but it, it was, the, it was just that like little bit of like the extra yeah. insanity was what really put it over the top, I think a little bit. So, um, Maybe it was 28 points, whatever it was. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling, you know, so as far as strategy goes, I think, um, I mean, I, you know, and if we co- if include wild cards as chips, like technically the game considers those chips, then I think I just articulated a strategy for some managers who may have been waiting until after game week 30 to wild card. I think that, I, I think... I think there's a good argument for pulling things up, especially after we've just seen with the risk of Bowen. I mean, I, I feel like I'm talking about your team, but there must be a lot of people listening who have earned a similar spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the risk of Bowen, Cancelo. Uh, I mean, you know, Cancelo could possibly be a slight rotation risk as well. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, just you know, I don't know. I, I don't think it's likely, but um, I, I think I actually think Cancelo is a little bit like Salah right now, where it's just. It's that, you know, both teams are in a dogfight and they're just going to keep playing their best players. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at least like it's not insane, right? Just because Pep does rotate his fullbacks a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Cancelo has been like almost immune to rotation so far this season. Yeah. Um, but they do have the Champions League still as well. Although I think they're like, aren't they like five goals ahead? I'm not, I'm not dropping a guy, Josh, who's attempting bicycle kicks from 18 yards out. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I think, um, I, I think they're, a free hit in 29, or I mean, I mean, excuse me, a um, a, bench uh, boost. a bench boost in 29, I think is is viable. It's hard to really talk about because they're so. It's just, it's just, it's very team dependent, right? I mean, it feels like, yeah. I mean, if you have Man City players that are on your bench because you want to start double game weekers, then I think a bench boost makes a lot of sense, right? Like, I mean, it's very hard to have a 15 player bench boost. It just usually doesn't work out that way, yeah. right? And so you're going to have a couple singles, and so Man City way to Palace. Uh, Chelsea hosts Newcastle, right? So if you have this kind of, let's say you have two Liverpool defenders and um, I don't know what, you know, maybe like maybe um, one more Arsenal defender or something like that, right? You had Ben White and Robertson. You just, you just kind of didn't quite have room for for somebody like um, like Reese James or Rudiger. Yeah. Um, then I think a bench boost would, would make sense um, in, in a case like that as well. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think that there's like, I think it's viable. I think that uh, the, the triple captain is what I'm a little on the fence about now. I was planning to triple captain Salah uh for 29 but now i'm i'm wondering if i should reconsider and two things have have motivated me a little bit uh one is that i thought he looked maybe not quite as sharp um uh over the weekend um and the other thing that happened was man united played in the manchester derby (laughs) and Mm -hmm. the match that liverpool have to make up is a home match with manchester united and I would really love to triple captain Mo Salah in a home match with Manchester United. That just sounds great. Salah yeah. going up against cannot risk. You can't. You can't resist yeah. a dig. Luke uh, Shaw. That's not a dig. It's just like it's just true. Do you do you like the idea of captaining Salah in a match where he's going up against Luke Shaw and Alex Tellis? What do you think? I mean, you know, it doesn't sound bad, right? It sounds. Well, yeah, Good. I think it's <laughs> the fullbacks are questionable. I like Salah though, as he as he cuts inside and has to deal with Lindelof or Maguire. That's then you can't handle that that kind yeah, of. Yeah, then, then I start yeah, falling, yeah, drooling. Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, so I think I I think that that so uh, you know Liverpool it, they will most likely make up um, their their double in game week 33 or 36. It depends on how far they go in the FA Cup. Um, you know, if they, you know if they make it to the semifinals or if they lose yeah. the quarterfinals. So uh, for them, their um, their 33 match is um, away to Aston Villa, 
and their 36 match is home to Spurs. So they either, they'd either play home to Man United and Spurs in 36, or they would play home to Man United and away to Villa in 33. Those are the most likely double. It, it could change, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, but that's most likely what we would say. Um, and those are both, I, I think I like those a little met better than a way to Brighton and a way to Arsenal. Now, Arsenal have not, have, have been a little bit shakier um, the last um, couple weeks. But I still think they're a reasonably strong defense, and 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 Brighton are just like they they're going to make that game ugly. Like I just don't see Liverpool. I think Liverpool win both those matches, but I don't see those matches being like, you know, I, I don't see it being, being like the Leeds match where they just like put seven past them, right? I think those yeah. are both more like two nil. You know, maybe it's a little bit like maybe one of them ends up being like the the West Ham match this weekend, you know, like a one nil, or maybe they should have got a little more, but they didn't quiet. And so, yeah. you know, if you look at it through that lens, I'm not feeling the triple captaincy so much, not when they're going to have another man. Uh, I'd rather have him for a home match, especially if it's a home yeah. match against Man United. Cause it's just realistically, there's just no chance that Mo Salah is going to get rested for a home match against yeah. Man United. Right. I, uh, yeah, I don't think Mo gets rested for either of the matches in no. game week 29. I think no, his, his, no. his substitution around the 70th minute this weekend I think was in preparation for the Tuesday's Inter Milan Champions League match. Then Mo has from Tuesday evening to the weekend to get ready for the Premier League fixtures. So I, I yeah. do think that that twenty minutes uh, on the bench. Yeah, or, yeah or I'm, not, I'm not really arguing for him to. Um, that I think he's going to get rested. Yeah. It's just that I don't think those are great fixtures. I don't. I don't disagree. I yeah. don't disagree. Yeah, I'm with you. So I. Yeah, it's then you're, and I don't think it's a bad position to be in to just be waiting to play that triple captaincy chip because I think form is so crucial for yeah. the triple captaincy. Yeah, uh, and and it doesn't seem to be with Mo at this very moment. Second, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, at this <laughs> yeah. yeah, at this millisecond. Yeah. If he scores like nine goals against Inter on Tuesday, yeah. then okay, fine. You know, if he gets a if he gets a triple hat trick, I will I will revise everything I just said. But mm-hmm. I and I also I mean I just think you talk about fun, Brandon, and just like it, to me, there's something about being chipped out completely uh, by the <laughs> yeah. time game week 29 concludes. Yeah. That doesn't seem super fun to me. And I like the idea that I, depending on where things go, I sort yeah. of have this, I have this triple captainship that I can deploy mo- very, very likely on Salah. But let's say everything goes totally awry for my team. And mm-hmm. I am, I slip, 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 slip. And suddenly I'm, you know, 47 points back at first. Then maybe I decide, okay, I'm going to use the triple captain on Harry Kane in one of their doubles or Jamie Vardy in one of their doubles. And, and I just go for it. Right. And mm-hmm. I just hope that like everything that I just like, you know, it's like I hit three sevens on the, on the slot machine and everything just works out perfectly. And so mm-hmm. I, I like having that as a kind of fallback option, you know, like it's like a plan B in case everything mm-hmm. goes poorly. And I feel like if I just, if I just drop the triple captain now on solid, just to kind of be done with it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm maybe me playing it optimally. So that, I guess that when I think about strategy, if you still have the triple captain, I think there's at least an argument for waiting later on uh, to see what might be, you know, down the pipe still. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I, I will be out of chips when I play my wild card. This bench boost is, is my last. So I've got nothing left yeah. to play with. I, I just feel like the bench boost is, is, is perennially disappointing. I mm-hmm. wouldn't spend too much time anguishing over whether you're going to play the bench boost or not in 29 or later on. Yeah. It just sort of, 
is what it is. It's overrated chip, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> they all well, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not, not to be too downbeat on it. I just think, look at your team, and if, you, if you're if you more or less happy with the fixtures that are lined up for your bench, then then go ahead and play it. Yeah. All the better if you've got a doubler. On I just want to isolate that track of just you you're saying, look at your team. Just look at yeah, your team. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I've been taking take a, a long, a long look at it, my team <laughs> right now. But I, I'm with you. I feel, I feel yeah. like to, to have a triple captaincy, this is my dream for you, Josh, is to save it for game week 38. I think this is the season to do it. That would be incredibly fun. The problem is, like, you just don't know what you're getting in 38. You know, it's um, so I think, um, you know, the other chips, I think that a, a a free hit has some appeal uh, for 29, but it really depends. Uh, you, I don't, and you, oh, and you can play free hits back to back. So that's a useful thing for people to know. If you have two free hits, you cannot play them in 29 and 30. So that is, mm-hmm. you, like, I know people who who did that a couple weeks ago and they realized, oh God, I like, <laughs> I thought I could do this. And suddenly <laughs> I have this, the team mm-hmm. back and I can't, I can't, they won't let me activate the chip. So keep that in mind. If you have a team in 28 that is set up well for 30, I think there is an argument for a game week 29 free hit. I think you could really build a, a, an incredible team. Yeah. Um, but one thing to keep in mind is that you can't bank a transfer. So, you know, if you only have seven players for game week 30 and you're going to free hit in 29, then you're only going to have seven players for game week 30 plus one free transfer going into going into it. So that's one thing to keep in mind there as well. Um, so I guess, you know, we're, we're talking to theoreticals because it's like everyone's team, as we talked about at the start of the pod, we're in a moment right now where there's, it's it's hard to talk in like universal terms about the yeah. optimal strategy because it, it sort of depends on what you've used. It'll actually be easier in about two weeks, right? In about two weeks, well, everyone will have about one chip left. Now, uh-huh. the game week 30 free hit, I think, is, 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 is interesting because uh-huh. I think that... I think it's fine to use it, but it doesn't feel as necessary now. Now that Spurs play in 30, it feels like you could just start bringing in players in 29 for their double and have them for 30. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, you say that start bringing in players one game week before game sure. week 30. I yeah. think I, yeah. I, I, I see you already have one. I you see know? what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah. think if you're if you're five or six players shy of, of fielding a like nine or 10, yeah. if you're way short, I think a free hit is a good way to go in game week 30. Just you can be assured you're going to get a starting 11, which will be a huge leg up on so many other managers who who will be caught out or will be taking lots of points hits. That's true. I mean, just, just, just like, just because we're talking chip strategy here, I mean, well, you know, we'll do a game week 30 pod next week, but let's say, let's say we, we free hit in 30, right? Yeah. Okay. If I do that, I'm bringing in three Spurs for their West Ham match, and I'm going to bring in three three Spurs attackers. I'm going to bring in Kulisevsky, Son, and Kane. I'm just going to yeah. triple up and go for it and hope mm-hmm. they can score a few. Um, I will most likely have at least two Arsenal players um, for their for their away match to Aston, to Aston Villa. Yeah. And it probably would be Saka and Laka. That seems that seems like a likely. Laka's yeah. that looks his passing is incredible right now. Like when did he even get he, he's, he's channeling his inner Olivier Giroud. There he is. Yeah, he's it's just so like true. the human backboard. Yeah, he's like f- five inches shorter, I think. But he's like, it's like he's really, it's like, <laughs> yeah. he, it's actually, it's like he's gotten so good at pass. It's like he made a deal with the devil and suddenly he's like a brilliant passer and he cannot shoot mm-hmm. anymore. It's like he gets the ball and he's like, ah, I really don't want this. Like, who can I, mm-hmm. who can I pass this off to? Um, yeah, I'd probably have a Leeds player. I mean, it'd be nice to see them look good in the next two weeks, right? They play Villa and Norwich in, in 28 and 29. 
right? The, yeah. the one more match this week and then and then the Norwich match in 29. And so if they look good, then you could consider maybe um, one or two players. You know, Bamford was on the bench this week. And so, mm. you know, Bamford starts at home to Norwich. Then suddenly yeah. we have a really interesting uh, forward option for game week 30, which would be really fun. And just like kind of, and, you know, I mean, God, him and as to Bamford, if Bamford started, that would be. I'd love it. That would be yeah. fantastic. Um, so that, you know, that, I mean, I, I'd probably be on a minus four. So maybe I don't, I don't love it, love it, but I would, I would accept it. Um, and Lester. yeah, then you've got, then you've got Lester. And so you'd probably have, I mean, maybe, th- I mean, it kind of depends on like how much you want to go max it out with these on a free hit, but I think I'd, I'd have, I'd certainly have Vardy and then I'd mm-hmm. probably, I'd probably throw in some, maybe Harvey Barnes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why James Madison isn't getting any starts. Like, I don't yeah. understand that either. Um, it is peculiar. He was even doing this last season. You know, I remember yeah. so many times where the camera would cut to Brendan Rodgers on the sideline and James Madison was standing there like he was John Terry assistant manager or something like that. <laughs> like he enjoys being on the bench. Um, he's like yeah. already plotting his managerial <laughs> career at like age 25. We've already talked about the face. He doesn't seem like he wants to work that hard. You know, look at Kevin De Bruyne's face. You look at Madison's yeah. face. There's yeah. a difference in how hard they're working. Yeah. 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 I think that's why the, uh, it, it just running through these game week 30 fixtures, I don't like game week 30. I, I don't like the looks of it or the smell of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it is necessary. Yeah. I don't like yeah. the sound of it either, either. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I know. I feel like you you played that second free hit, and I feel like you've been grieving for it for a long time, Brandon. I feel like you've been grief-stricken, um, yeah. you know, and that happens sometimes in a season. Yeah. I mean, just if it would have worked, yep. if these bloody free hits would have worked, it, yep. I would have been fine. I would yeah. have been fine, but yeah. I've got nothing to show for it. Yeah. I remember when I triple captain Sadio Mane in that season where he, it was like there were three Liverpool, we talked about this before, yeah, but there were sure. you know, three, three good Liverpool options that week. Um, and it was Mane, Salah, and Trent were kind of the big three. Yeah. And I went from, for Mane and he got injured like eight minutes into the match. And then, and then yeah. uh, Salah and Trent uh, went off that week. And it was like the whole rest of the season, I was just like, these chips are dumb. <laughs> it's like they're too fluky. <laughs> and it was like I could not get over it. It was like 10 weeks later and I was still I was still grieving uh the the chips. So I would actually be I would be delighted if they just got rid of chips. I, I actually don't know that they add much to the game other than making things more chaotic, which I guess is fun for some. I don't know. But like I, you know, I'd be okay with like a clean a clean fantasy season, Brandon. No chips. Totally. Yeah. The less variance, the the, the better. I mean, the the game itself, the the football no introduces variance. enough variance yeah. for for my taste. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Uh, all right, Brandon. Let's go on to a couple. I don't know if we answered that. I mean, the whole the, the chip thing is it's just it's just very team dependent. But I hopefully we lose talk through a few options there for people um, mm-hmm. to think about. Um, I think I have talked myself out of a solid triple captain in twenty nine. By the way. Uh, and I hope I've talked you into a game week 29 one card. Well, yeah, I think we need to still talk more about it. It is like just running. <laughs> it just keeps coming back to game week 30. And I'm just imagining my squad coming out of game week 30 where I've got triple Spurs and James Madison and Jamie Vardy. It's just going to it's going to look weird. It's not going to yeah. feel good. Doesn't sound that bad, though. I don't you know. I don't know. It that, does, that, though. It does. Yeah. OK. Not to me. So we're just, we just differ on that, which yeah. is fine. Uh, Stephen Curtis says, who is the preferred Liverpool triple up for game week 29? Do you see Jota 
as a major rotation risk going forward. I, I the Mane coming into form has not helped Jota. So so where there where there was no competition when yeah. Firmino was either injured or just um, at the tail end of his Liverpool career and Mane was out of form, it was all Trumps for Jota. Yeah. Now Diaz has come in and fit in immediately. Yeah. Mane is in incredible form and Salah is undroppable. So yeah. these are all huge concerns for Jota, as good a player as he is. I just feel like those minutes might get managed because of we've we've talked about the Champions League fixture on Tuesday for Liverpool and yeah. lots of games to be played. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely see him starting the Champions League match and then maybe going back onto the bench, um, you know, for, for at least the first the first match this weekend. Right. The um, the Brighton. Yeah. Brighton away. I I think it's really tricky to figure out what three Liverpool players to have. I mean, if I was on a free hit, I would, I would, um, I would look at Robertson. I mean, I was actually kind of thinking, depending on how it went with Reese James of, of doing like a hokey cokey and just going right back to uh, Virgil van Dyke, yeah. which suddenly seems way less appealing after James looks so good. But, but you know, again, it's like, we, I don't want to do the retroactive thing so much. Like James was a gamble. Right. We didn't know what we were going to get out of him this week. <laughs> were we going to get the Dries James that uh, Brandon got for like 12 consecutive weeks of zeros and ones? Or are we going to get the Reese James that Josh Landon got uh, just prior to the 15s? Yeah, I know. Um, so I think you could go with I, I think if I were to if I was just, you know, full blank slate, just like I was I was wild carding this week, I would probably have Robertson. Trent and Saul. I think the Liverpool are just so good. Yeah. Their defense is good. Even if they conceded goals, they get, you know, points from their, from their, um, for, you know, from their wing or their, um, their fullbacks. fullbacks yeah. yeah. Um, that I, I feel like, um, I would just go for it. I don't, I, Mane is probably too expensive to, to make a lot of sense, right? Like it's, it doesn't really slot into anybody in game like 30, you know, it's, it's a little complicated. I, I think Mane works if you, you know, it, this is the end of season theory where you have to really focus on being wildly different and you just straight up go Mane instead of Salah. That's a possibility or, or, or find a way to double on them, I guess. I mean, you could probably add a couple of Brentford, like add, a, add an Embomo or something to your bench for 29, you know, and, and muddle through mm-hmm. one week. Right. I mean, I don't know that you need 11 players for game week 30 anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. 10, maybe even nine. I mean, like a lot of people are going to be taking hits. Right. So if you just have nine players and you don't take a hit, yeah. you're going to be in a way better position than like the, the <laughs> managers minus 12 to bring in yeah. Brentford forwards and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it is Robertson. It's the easy answer. I mean, outside of, outside of money, I don't really trust Jota. I think Leah's Diaz, I totally agree that he, he's slotted in really well, but I mean, it's certainly, it'd be hard for us to go on this. It's honestly, it's just hard for us to advocate for either one right now, a Jota or, or Diaz, right? Like they yeah. could, they could rotate with each other. They're they basically, I mean, they, they, they don't quite play in the same slot. It's kind of interesting actually the way it's working right now, because yeah. you've got kind of Mane, Diaz and Jota all in that kind of central <laughs> left Cent- spot, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, Precisely. yeah, which just makes things a little a little complicated. But it feels like Sal and Mane are going nowhere, right? Like they're mm-hmm. they're they're locked in. Yep. Um, Firmino, I don't know when he's supposed to be back. If that's like something that we could see in the next week or so. I mean, clearly, I'm not going to advocate for bringing him in, but that jumbles things even further, right? On the Jota 
Firmino is potentially returning March 8th. Uh, Ben Dinnery, injury expert, uh, quotes Klopp by saying, Bobby is looking good, but not good enough for the weekend. Uh, That would be this weekend. I think the the plan is that he trains (laughs) on Sunday, first time. Okay. It sounds then doable for Tuesday. So that's looking ahead to the intermatch. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, so that again, another spanner in the works, right? At least for the Diaz Jota conversation. I think Van Dyke is also fine. I, I, I honestly think that he's, he's, you know, it, it just, he's just cheaper than, than Robbo. Yeah. And that 0.5 million can be really crucial sometimes, especially yeah. if you're trying to bring in Harry Kane, let's say, mm-hmm. um, then you might, you might really need that extra money. And he just looks like he's on it. You know, he just yeah. looks um, terrific. And I, I certainly would expect him to score a couple more goals this season. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm pulling out a, another letter. This one says tea stained like a treasure map. Some kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm unrolling it. Oh, look, it's from Shiv. Shiv wants to know best punt in each position who plays three times over the next two game weeks. So we're looking for sort of under the radar picks, players that um, aren't getting mentioned a whole lot. You know, you're, you're, yeah. uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, you're Mbomos, I suppose, yeah. if you're willing to go that route. Well, and they only play, t- I mean, really, if you're talking about teams that play three times in 29 and 30, you're actually only talking about two clubs. Yeah. Right? Everton and uh, Brighton. Not Brighton. Um, no, it's Arsenal and. Um, why did I say Everton? <laughs> I don't know, it threw me off. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's Spurs, Spurs and Arsenal are the two right. that, that play um, that play twice, or I mean, that play three times. So for Spurs, I think. Um, there's an easy answer there, which is Kulisevsky. I think he's uh, his ownership is still crazy low, considering how how good he is and how cheap he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's an easy pick there. I mean, they they have three reasonably okay fixtures for an attacking player, right? Away to Man United, I think that's a pretty good match for them, honestly. Um, way to Brighton, I you know I, I don't love that one, but then I think home to West Ham is another good one in, in thirty as well. And let's see how they look tomorrow. But um, I think that um, I think Kulisevsky is the one. I mean, defensively. I don't really know. I mean, you could just go with Ben Davis because he's so cheap. I think uh-huh. you can make an argument for for him, right? He's going to play like every match. He's a, he's a left sided center back, so he but he does seem to get forward a fair amount. So yeah, I um, I will just I will just rain on that parade saying I don't see a single clean sheet for Spurs <laughs> in those three matches. So <laughs> they've got <laughs> Manchester United, Brighton possibly, uh, yeah. but they're away at the Amex, and then West Ham. Now West Ham have been. You know, not not in great form recently, but still, Spurs defense is um, not highly rated. Yeah. I I think I keep coming back to Odegaard at Arsenal. He yeah. compared to Saka, um, yeah. Odegaard's uh, ownership is under four no percent. No one's got him. Yep. Yeah, no one yep. has him. Whereas it's over twenty percent for Saka. So that that's definitely one to consider in the Arsenal attack. Yeah, I I, th- I think that makes sense. I mean, I think you'd even just go with Martinelli. Right. Who is also um, I mean, his ownership is a little bit higher, but we're not talking about a it's it's two. I mean, it's two point six percent. It's actually lower, yeah. like two point six percent. That's crazy. And he's he's I mean, he looks good. Obviously, he scored today, but he just looks good out, out there in the pitch. That whole Arsenal. I'm just so excited. Like it has been so long since they had all of like, it's just like kind of fun, right? You just have all of these young players and you've got even someone like Thomas Partey who can be kind of frustrating because he shoots inside the box. If you just ignore that, you know, and just like, 
you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, Adam, our friend Adam, uh, three five who Pritchard, said that he's yeah. Adam Pritchard. He said he's just he's just numb to it now, and that that's where I need to get to with it. It's just accepting yeah. he's gonna do that twice a match. Yeah, uh, it's tough yeah. when Shaka is also on the field because yeah. you can't have two uh, you know defensive midfielders who are both sure shooting yeah. from thirty yards yeah. out. It doesn't feel like that's the long term <laughs> you know uh, partnership, but. Yeah. But it's working okay for now. And, you know, I mean, they, and they've been winning a lot. I mean, I know they, they conceded two to Watford today, but that's a desperate Watford team. I mean, I think that we can let a little context slip in here, right? Like, they need to win matches. Like, they had to go for it today. Yeah. And, um, and they were at home. And they, they've, they've, be, they've beaten some pretty good teams at home this year. And they, you know, Arsenal still, still won that game. So, um, so I think that, yeah, I think that uh, you could – I would probably focus on the midfield and the attack. And I think maybe a double up in the midfield – is a way to be a little different, you know, in 29 and 30. I I feel like I haven't seen a ton of that. I've seen, you know, a Ramsdale, Saka, Laka, or Ramsdale, White. So, you, know, so, you know, it's like I've, I've seen these, like, combinations. But if you went, like, Odegaard, Martinelli, like, yeah. nobody's got that, right? Yeah. Like, is there a manager in the world that has Odegaard and Martinelli as their, like, two Arsenal midfielders? Perhaps not. I would say no. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like a way to be different. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that would that would qualify. And then, you know, for teams that just play in both, I mean, the Everton, well, I mean, Everton, unfortunately, they, they have the double in 29. They don't play in 30. Uh, I was trying to think of teams that play in both. I mean, I think that I think Vardy would be the one who stands out to me as a really yeah. exciting, you know, um, high like reasonably high floor, but certainly a very high ceiling, right? Yes. Like he could absolutely go off in either one of these matches. Yeah, particularly that home Brentford. Yep. Uh, I don't think Brentford are really good at all defensively. Yep. And um, yeah, I like that pick. West Ham, I think I'm really worried about the, another team yeah. that plays twice. Villa and then Spurs, they just can't really seem to score goals. Antonio is... Has, has vanished yeah. from the planet. Why did they find Manhattan another? Stuff. Why did they find another forward in the January? Like just, just some dude. I don't. They, they couldn't find one guy. So fifteen know. million pounds and some random. I don't get Bundesliga it. dude. Or I don't know. You know, it's this is going to happen. The plan that Antonio was going to start every match and they would, you know, selling Allaire, uh yeah. and relying on Antonio. It they they West Ham looked really smart the first month of the season, yep. and now they first two. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't look smart anymore. Yeah, and then if, yeah, no, Alaris is, is is he still leading the Champions League in goals this season? I think he is. So um, he's been he's been he's been terrific. Um, all right, so let's move on to um, a, a few general questions here, Brian. Let's open, let's dig a little deeper into that mailbag, okay? I know okay. you've got your, you your scraper tool now to get some of those <laughs> ones at the bottom. Absolutely, uh, issued by the USPS. Let's let's get in here. This <laughs> one's crumpled up like a gum wrapper or something like that. <laughs> Comes from Johnny D. If budget is no issue, who is the second premium midfielder you pair with Salah for the rest of the season? I think now is the time where we get to talk about Kevin De Bruyne and how he was just running things against Manchester United. Today. So funny that you said that because I wasn't even thinking about him. Cause I guess I still have game week 29 and 30 brain. Cause sure. I was like, son, uh, Mane, like those, those are the two that stood out to me before, before De Bruyne. But yeah, this, um, this is, yeah. this, this gets like to the heart of, um, why I'm resistant to the focus on 29 and 30 is because I'm just desperate to get Kevin De Bruyne back in my team. Yeah. Um, 
uh, which you can do, obviously, uh, with a free transfer yeah. after game week 30. So, uh, yeah, if you just want to focus for the next two game weeks, then, yeah, I think it's got to be Sun. It really does, right? Yeah, I think it's got to be Sun. That's, that's definitely the easy answer. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you were wildcarding this week and you wanted to bring in Mane, then you could that would be a player in the price point of a Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. So you could have Mane as a super massive differential for 29, find a way to get through 30, yeah. right? And then you could move um you could move him to um to De Bruyne after that. So that would be one way to do that. That would maybe yeah. take advantage of both windows, you know? Yeah, and 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 then I just don't think there are really any other premium midfielders on offer for these fixtures that we're yeah. we're talking about in at least the I mean, doublers. Anything. Doubles, singles, like there's just not a lot, you know. I mean, I think that I mean Coutinho, maybe, because it, the thing about him is that it's it, it's what we talked about a little bit in last week's pot. It's it's like he he's gonna have these stretches where he blanks for like three in a row. Mm-hmm. But his upside is crazy. Like it's like he, he just like it's just so it feels like it's he's gonna have just a couple matches where everything just clicks. And he scored, I mean, like this away to Watford in 29, like that's like a, you know, like if it, if it wasn't for all these doubles, like they'd be like a captainable fixture. Like yeah. there's no way he's not going to get something in that match, you know? So I yeah, think he's I like too. him. I mean, he's, he's relatively cheap comparatively uh, at 7.4 and I yep. his price has just shot up from his original seven. I think that gets to the heart of what's actually on offer for fantasy managers in the next two weeks are a lot of lower price players so that there is that the option to wild card or free hit you can load on on the absolute best players from all of these teams yeah and not break the budget it's kind of fun i mean there are a lot of options and just even just talking about arsenal a minute ago like i think you could just like go a lot of different ways with it right you could sort of and maybe like watch some watch some highlights i mean look at some look at some stats like try to come up with a like your own independent reason for whoever you might want to pick. I mean, it's just more fun to do it that way anyway, you know? So I think, and and I think looking at 29 and 30 as a combo, instead of double premium midfielders, I think an interesting move is Jamie Vardy plus Harry Kane and go double premium strikers for the first time this season. So it's something to consider. That'd be fun. Well, I did Lukaku Ronaldo for a while, Brandon. That was a real uh, classic misfire. Yeah, exactly. And I did it after they both got braces. Like I waited Uh until the only game week where it made sense to do it. And then I had them for like eight weeks after that. Um, Yeah, it's been a long season. Hasn't that feels like that was like three years ago when I did that. Surely has. Uh, All right. Final questions here. We're going to loop. I'm going to loop these loop these together. I'm going to bring them and tie them together, Brandon. I'm going to tie them together as you cinch up that mailbag. Okay. Today, yeah, okay? it's going, but it's going back in the bin. Boston Prof says, "Are we really loading up on Wolves and Arsenal defenders in anticipation of Game Week 30? They have been woeful. Should we pass and target offensive firepower, even if fewer playing players?" Says a sulking double Wolves owner. Oh, I'm a triple <laughs> Wolves owner, so I hear you there, Boston Prof. And FPL Doom says, "Can you help me understand what what is going on with Wolves?" Mm-hmm. So, Brennan, I did go to, and you know, Sirtalp. Um, it's such a simple thing that I just feel like I had not tapped into enough, which is just using the FB ref website. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, Oh yeah. Do you know, you can see the XG for literally every single game and literally every single player and everything. It's yeah. like, it's just like this, like, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, like you can say what you want about XG, but it is free real estate. It's free. Yeah. Like go take a look at it. Right. And so if you look at wolves, this is, I think it's going back to game week 24. Right. Mm-hmm. So Brennan, I'm just going to tell you, 
here's the XG that they, you know, the goal, expected goals they would have scored and then how many they would have given away in their mm-hmm. last six matches. Um, so let's, we'll start with the XG for them. 0. 0.9, 1.3, 0. 0.7, 1.0, 0.8, 0.6. Okay. They're averaging just under one expected goal per game. And some of these matches are not that hard. Like home home to Palace, you would at least expect an XG over one, even if they don't score in that match. Uh, come on, lads. It's Guaita. I know. I mean, away, away to West Ham. West Ham have not been... You know, they have not been stopping people from getting shots in those matches, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Arsenal, sure. I mean, their their XG was one in that match. But they that, but again, it was like that match pointed to this weird strategy of theirs, which is that that they scored early in that game and then they sat on the ball for 70 minutes. Idiotic. Such yeah. a negative approach. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, in the Leicester match, they won kind of in a fluke way, right? They won 2-1, XG of 0.7. They conceded 1.6. So, yeah, if you look at the expected goals conceded for them, it's uh, 1. 1.8, 1.4, 1.6, 2.7, 1.9, 2.6. So expecting to concede more than two goals in the last three, yeah. I yeah. agree. I think that we did get drawn in by Wolves' run of results and – it feels similar to where we were with Brighton earlier in the season where Brighton were, you know, you know, somewhere around the top four and everyone thought, oh, Graham Potter's really turned a corner with this team and with his managerial prowess. And now we're, we have just gotten through the same thing with Wolves. We're like, wow, Lodge was kind of like there the whole time. This Wolves yeah. team is really organized. Like, nope, actually, they're just like Brighton and they will now yeah. tumble down the table. I mean, I, I was trying to think of like an explanation for it. And I, I mean, I, I think with the Arsenal and the Leicester matches, there's at least a little bit of an explanation, right? Which is that they, because I, I actually do rate a lot of players in this team, right? Like Connor Cody, I, I, you know, I think we both agree that he's an excellent player. And, um, you know, Kilman's been good. Sace has had his moments. Sure. Um, the fullback. Uh, Sa is an incredible goalkeeper. Yeah, Sa's an incredible goalkeeper. So in the Leicester match and the Arsenal match, they both, they score early in both of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think their thinking in those two was, all right, we scored earlier. We're going to soak up, uh, you know, all the pressure because we can handle it, you know. And so that's why, you know, if you suck up that much pressure, the other teams are going to get chances. Right. Because they're just going to be shooting a lot and they're going to have more possession and you're going to kind of try to counterattack a second goal at some point. And, you know, and so that I and, you know, and then the West Ham game, that was that was that was a a one nil. I think they scored kind of late in that match too, right? I think it was a, like a late Suchek goal. Um, and, you know, otherwise, you know, they were maybe just trying to, I don't know, get, a, get by with a nil-nil on that one or something. The Palace one, I have no explanation for. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on there. That's the one that I, ca- I really can't understand what was going on. It's like they, they got blitzed early and then they were like, it was like they pretended they hadn't. It was like the, 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 they played the same way even when they were down 2-0. Yeah. What this novel yeah. presupposes is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, do they think they're winning? Like, it was just a weird. And I don't mean to go in on Wolves here too much because I'm sure their fans are super frustrated too. But it was just like, it, it, just, it just feels like um, it's, they're like the team I probably would least want to watch right now in the Premier League. You know, it's just like, there's just something about, and I haven't, I haven't felt that way all season, but I've just like lately, it's just been like, this really negative. And maybe I'm just like, I'm, I'm just extra frustrated because Jimenez hasn't been, hasn't been starting these and they haven't been able to create any chances. And so it feels like, yeah. you know, it feels inexplicable. Yeah. Me, it's but. just a case for be more, be more positive in your tactics and your football. And, you know, even yeah. if <laughs> wolves are safe, <laughs> If yeah, if you're a fan safe. of this club, wouldn't you just love to see them continue to concede a couple of goals? But 
you know, ratchet up this XG favorably. Maybe yeah. have a few more um, yeah. uh, big chances. In, yeah, they're in 40 points in eighth overall. Like, like they, they, they could still get a, like a Europa League spot. You know, it's like they're like they have stuff to play for. It's crazy that they're kind of these kind of like they're trying to like like just like nil nil their way to the end of the year. You know, it's strange. Uh, well, it, it truly is. So, yeah, Wolves is is sort of something that we only have to talk about for two more weeks. Thank yeah, that's God. True. Yeah, we never really talked about them at the start of the season. Right. I think we barely talked about Wolves until like four weeks ago or so. Yeah. So I, I guess that kind of covers. Well, it certainly covers the mailbag, Josh. Any other dilemmas yeah. that we need to get to uh before before the uh closure of this pod i guess again noting that liverpool play inter at home at anfield on tuesday night and then city are at home yeah uh in a dead rubber on wednesday night uh because they're five nil up on their uh uh, european tie so there we'll probably see a heavy amount of city rotation that night yeah you wonder how heavy like would they consider playing some of those like like the real, like they, I, I don't, I guess like they have, they have a champions league squad, right. That they've picked. So they can only rotate so much, I believe yeah. anyway. Right. Like, I don't know if Delap is actually in the champions league spot or, or Cakey. Cole, 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 Cole Palmer. Yeah. Cole Palmer. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure how deep they, they go there. Um, I guess one last question. I'm just curious if you don't end up wild carding, what would your transfer strategy be this week? What are you thinking? Well, uh, looking at my team, I think I would, at most do a minus four uh and it would mm-hmm. i think it would be bowen out for Saka or odegaard and leave it at that yeah. because then i'd get myself into this uh situation where i'd actually like to drop dennis uh or broja again for a, a a forward who does play yeah. in game week uh 30 because neither of them do, but I'm not left with enough cash to get anybody who I want. Right. So I don't want to take a minus four yeah. that would turn into a minus eight just to get some scrubby um, guy. Like I, I have to, I might just sit down and map out what it would look like to get Harry Kane or Jamie mm-hmm. Vardy. Um, I think mostly Harry Kane for the game week 30 prospects. So I think that is where like the fork in the road will be for my wild card is if I can't figure out a way to just on a minus four or get a compelling forward to come in, if it turns into a minus eight, then yeah, you might get your way, Josh. I might wild card. Yeah. I like, I like the idea that each week I'm just going to come on here. Even game week 30, I'm going to try to find a way to convince <laughs> you to wild. Um, yeah. I think for me, it's, uh, I mean, if Jimenez doesn't start, it does force some difficult questions as you and I have already discussed. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm probably just going to punt that for a week. And I think the easiest move would be to move Daniel James, a, you know, well, we'll see what happens on Thursday, but looking like a failed experiment, uh, moving him out for Kulosevsky. And, and then I would bench Jimenez and deal with that in a week. And um, I think that would set me up pretty well for the double. I think I'd have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'd have like seven double game week players, which, um, it feels like the right balance because you just, again, you just, it's very hard to go all in. I already have three, as we talked about, there's, there's only two teams that double in 29 and play in 30, right? So if you, yeah. you have five or six of those, you're kind of maxed out there. And I would love to have Kane. I don't know how I could do it without doing like a really complicated minus eight yeah. somewhere yeah. that, you know, and so I don't really want to do that. Um, I had thought about maybe trying to find a way to fund it with, um, with like a, maybe like a Coutinho out move. But after seeing how he looked um, yesterday, I just, 
and he plays in 30. I think he's just not going anywhere. So, um, yeah, Kane probably just will not be in my team for 29 or 30, unfortunately. Yeah, that is the what the wild card could do for me is to get to get a game changer like Kane, a captain. Well, and that's yeah. something we kind of have an allude. Uh, alluded to looking ahead to game week 30 is who would you bring in that you would consider captaining? And that's where Harry Kane comes in. So interesting one to put a pin in for, for our game week 30 discussion next week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, Kane um, uh, is maybe like a low key uh, differential captain pick for 29 as well. I mean, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. All that talk about how Salah as a triple cap isn't terribly appealing. Well, then is he's even appealing as a regular captain? Yeah. Maybe, point. maybe you just go Broja, uh, just one match at home to Watford. You know, that's, Stop uh, it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm so disappointed at him. <laughs> what? Like what, how could he score that beautiful goal in the FA cup and, and blank and Norwich and, and uh, uh, just yesterday just is disappointing children everywhere. No, it's true. All right. On that note, thank you for listening. Uh, I know it's been, I know the mailbag, some people like it, some people don't, but uh, we thought we'd mix it up a little bit this week. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening and, um, yeah, we'll be back with it. We'll do a Patreon pod on Thursday after, uh, the double game week has concluded. So if you want to join us, um, that's great. You can go to patreon.com slash always cheating, uh, to sign up for those and support the podcast. And you can get, you get on the Slack right away. The second you uh, sign up, we email like you the, uh, the Slack yeah. link and, and get you in there. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's happening. Uh, thank you for everybody. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Brandon, you want to thank our producer patrons. Yeah, big thanks to producers Mike DePetra, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T. DeBig Gafford, Bob Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg Skoging, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uwong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FPL. Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Majoria, Ron Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazaros Yanos, Jesse Holstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Poxoy, Martin Ospit, Lee Hickman, Thalger Paulson Kruger, Jez Binning, Francis Moore, Managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, FPL Pessimist, and Zerkan. Rate, review, subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. Wherever you do that, email us, <laughs> hailcheaters at gmail.com. All this information and more is available to you at alwayscheating.com. I guess one thing we didn't talk about, Josh, this could be a good yeah. way to, to uh, do an outro. What did you think about American manager Jesse March's debut? Are you feeling, you know, I understand yeah. the uh, Daniel James experiment might be coming to an end, but Leeds, what's the upshot here? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Leeds played a lot better, a lot harder. I mean, uh, I think they they lack of they lack a forward. That's really what it is. And you could see how if they yeah. just had somebody who could score, who could score across, <laughs> you know, then then they would not be in any kind of trouble relegation wise. And so yeah. Bamford comes back, but I thought defensively they looked stronger. I mean, you know, I didn't feel like less Leeds. I mean, they they have been absolutely getting annihilated defensively. And Leicester, I mean, sure, maybe it was their strategy a little bit, but Leicester didn't really have a ton of chances. And I yeah. felt like, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much organization you can do in a week, but I thought they looked okay. And, um, I thought he had like, uh, some like skinny jeans on look kind of cool out there, you know, like he brought a little bit of, you know, cause the Bundesliga, there's much more flair in their managers. Yeah. You know, you see lots of, you see caps and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I thought that he, um, 
uh, had some style. I don't know. Like he didn't, he did not make America look bad. I would say that. The, thank God for that. Yeah. Thank God yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You well, agree uh, with that assessment by the way? I do. I yeah. do. I thought, I, I thought it seemed awkward that he was getting all the players to circle up at the midfield spot after the match. So he could give them like a pep talk. It very, felt very, not Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso but like coach Taylor. Bit. Yeah. A little um, Ted Lasso. Yeah, so, okay. so, yeah. um, I don't know, but I, I think things look good for Leeds. Leeds. I'll say it right now. Leeds are safe. So happy days. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that too. All right. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. See you next week. Bye. Poku forever. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.